Hello, everyone. This is Future Thermites. That is Future Zaku. And this is We Watch 100 Isekai, Episode 38, Kumo Desuga Nanika, or So I'm a Spider, So What? Now, because this is, of course, a Future Thermite and Future Zaku, you may have realized that something fucked up. <laughs> the time stream got disrupted yet again by Big Amogus. <laughs> oh, wait, no one's going to get what that means. Uh, we have an editor, uh, Funf, who we do not actually talk about nearly enough on the podcast. Uh, yeah, big shout out to Funf. Mm-hmm. Without Funf, uh, our audio would sound even worse than it already does. All right, I guess the entire podcast would be a lot worse. Funf does a lot. But anyways, uh, what happens to our audio when we originally did Spider is something so bad that he could only describe it as the Big Amogus version. (laughs) 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 And the specific reason for that is because there's an audio snippet where there's so many cutouts in Thermite's voice that it just sounds like he's saying (laughs) Big Amogus. (laughs) It is wild. We we could not do that to you. Uh, if yeah, we can't let you listen to the Big Amogus version. It's forbidden. It's forbidden knowledge. We've locked it away. It is in or another world. Of a more popular podcast would say hidden wisdom. <laughs> uh, if you're curious, we are uh, future thermite and future Zaku from after episode fifty. Where th- yes. th- things are very bright, we have a fan. We got some. We got some listener mail from our singular fan. Hey, we're happy to see you out there. Yeah, we read your mail in the future, in the past. <laughs> ah, please do not be disheartened when, in later episodes, we talk a lot about having never received any mail. <laughs> yes, please. Yes. We're not. We're not excluding you. We're not dunking on you, baby Thermite and baby Zaku. Just do not understand. <laughs> Yes, exactly. They're just little baby. Mm-hmm. And speaking of little baby, the series we are doing, I've already said the name, it's colloquially known in English as Soma Spider So What, and even more colloquially known as Spider Isekai, or Spider Anime. You should be glad, listeners, that I exhausted myself enough before the recording with trying to get my audio right that I don't have an entire rant in me about how terrible a title so i'm a spider so what is just let me (laughs) just know but i hate it and imagine me going off about it for 15 minutes here okay (laughs) have you done that good then we could continue the episode so of course uh so i'm a spider so what started off as a light novel series well actually no it didn't it started off on course (laughs) lies slander <laughs> let me backtrack on that one <laughs> how could i forget uh the wikipedia article that i'm referencing said that but of course i know for a fact that it started off on our favorite site you know it you love it shosetsuka ninaro <laughs> and then after that it became a light novel series and then after that it became a multimedia empire i can't wait for us to cover one of these that will eventually have started on twitter i want it so bad so we can say our oh, favorite site Twitter. <laughs> this started as a meme in my DMs. <laughs> We've got a bunch of episodes. We might get there eventually. Hopefully, hopefully. 
<laughs> but right now we are talking about the anime, which was adapted by uh, Studio Milupansi. They, mm-hmm. uh, they do like CG stuff a lot. Uh, you might know them from the Berserk anime from 2016. Uh, you, you might also know about it from TQ, which is one of the internet's like uh, lesser known anime in that like uh, it's a tennis anime with cute girls doing cute things that releases like an entire season that's like, you know, three minute long sketches every once in a while. And so there's like 15 seasons of this thing, but it's not that much content, actually. All right. I think I've heard of that before. Yeah, uh, people really like TQ. Uh, mm-hmm. The studio People really dislike Berserk 2016. Oh yeah. In case I needed to tell that to our audience of presumably weebs. And somewhere in the middle, as far as I understand, is So I'm a Spider, So What? In that a lot of people do think it's a good adaptation. Other people just can't get past the, uh, you know, the CG. I've seen a lot of people, when it was airing, voice the complaint that, like, the design they went with for the anime isn't as good as the manga design. And I agree. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the manga honestly really, really nails Kumako's look in the sense that, like, a lot of the manga is you're just going to be looking at this design in a cave. <laughs> and so it's got it's got to really hold up to your eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, this one... I don't know why they changed it. This one might be more CG friendly or they couldn't secure the rights to that design or they just wanted to do their own thing. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, this is not a bad design, but I do I do think I personally like the manga design a bit more. Yeah, I think the more cartoony aesthetics works a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So anything else you want to say before we jump into this bad boy? Nope, I think I'm good. We can just start. All right. So uh, we start off showing a normal high school with normal high school students walking in, putting you know, putting their shoes out, eating hamburgers. You know, <laughs> <laughs> your your general vibe. It's just a normal place. It just it has this filter on it, this like uh, fisheye lens that makes it all kind of weird. Yeah, it's got the... It looks, for all of our common Rider viewers, this high school looks like Helheim Forest. <laughs> That's a way of putting it. Yeah, it's it's very intentionally shot to look like, you know, something, uh, you know, something inhuman is moving about the classroom and looking at everyone. Yeah, it looks weird and surreal. Mm-hmm. And as everyone's yawning and nodding off and being bored, a big flash of yellow light erupts, and we plunge into darkness. Yes, and this is like a flat... It looks like a giant space laser just shot down and annihilated the school, more so than like a magic whisking away kind of light. Hmm. There's another series we did that had a very similar OP. This might... I may be thinking of Ari Freta, actually, where, like, in the OP, there's, like, a f- shot of a classroom, and then we just kind of, like, pan around it wildly, and then there's, like, a generic effect of a beam exploding in the middle that's, like, highlighting the entire classroom. <laughs> that's kind of the same vibe I got from this, but, like, less low budgets. 
yeah, I suppose so. It does have the sort of interesting implication that there might be like a uh, bomb dropping on the school and this is in effect a everyone died scenario. Mm. Or at least something to the effect. Yeah. But I kind of doubt that we're going to see that anytime soon, even if it does come up in this show. So we our, our viewpoint transitions from, uh, well, I guess it doesn't really transition necessarily. Like whatever that uh, fisheye viewpoint was, uh, it is surrounded by darkness. And then we hear, you know, this being go like, oh, I'm surrounded by something hard. And we realize that, oh, what the hard thing is, in fact, an eggshell. And they crack out to reveal that, oh, I'm a spider, and I'm surrounded by other spiders that are also all breaking out of their eggs. Uh-huh. This is mildly terrifying. Yeah, bad time. I mean, not for me. I think spiders are cool, but bad time for her, though. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, she she takes a little time going like, oh boy, so I am a spider. This is not so I'm a spider, so what, just yet. This is I'm a spider, and this is pretty disconcerting, actually. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other spiders, and she's like chilling a bit. Oh, at the opening place. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it's an opening. You've seen those before, I presume. I, I will say, actually, like, I think when we skim over an opening, the, the thing our audience would automatically assume is, all right, so you've got the big titty harem, you've got the main character, there's a big slash, there's a CG dragon that they're panning across, there's more... Yeah, I guess this is different than that. Yeah, this is not that. This is way closer to just more traditional battle shonen anime. Like, there's a lot of just, uh, you know, humanoid character designs wearing different clothing. There's some cool, like, you know, uh, there's actually a fair bit of her classmates, as we'll learn later on in the episode. But yeah, like, there's a lot of, like, here is everyone else doing stuff, and, like, you know, we get to see what they look like now. And then also, here's a whole lot of uh, Kumiko floating around. There's also someone dramatically uh, messily eating the planet Earth with, like, a big blood explosion coming out of it or something very oh, edgy giantess fans are loving it <laughs> i suppose they are <sighs> but yeah i i actually like the opening like not a ton but i like it well enough it, it gives me vibes of you know more like 90s series where it is just more of a like here's the whole cast here's action and oh this is gonna be so dope Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So, we, we cut from the dope OP to our main characters kind of chilling on the ground. She's like, oh, it's time to eat? Oh no, we're cannibals! Oh no, this isn't good. I'm not a big fan of this one. What if I simply leave? Is it a cannibalism if you eat the species whose mind you have, or if you eat the species whose body you have? See, why isn't this coming up in Mushoku Tensei dis- uh, discourse? <laughs> uh, she looks up and she's like, oh, oh, okay, that's my mom. Oh boy, mom is giant. Oh no, mom also is a cannibal. <laughs> this seems like a bad place to be. At this point, it's easy to note the looping floor texture. Oh, yeah. There's leaving floor texture. Mom also looks very... Uh, her CG is a bit worse. It looks more like uh, your classic, like, reboot CG. 
It looks like uh, it looks like you just scored a gutter ball in the bowling alley. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <sighs> but yeah, generally, whenever we see the main character, also I, I keep on saying the, the name Kumako, but that is not in fact her name. For most of the series, she does not in fact have a name. But the uh, the fandom went with uh, Kumo as in spider and Ko as in girl. And I, as far as I understand, that's actually semi-canonical now, in the sense that, like, uh, like merchandise and stuff will use that name. Ah, right, a classic warm situation. <laughs> <laughs> so, she thinks back, and she's like, okay, how did this happen? Was it a terrorist attack? Was it a natural disaster? I don't know. I just remember being bored in school. <laughs> yeah. I, I do appreciate the mystery of this. Like, most of the series we've gone through are very, very clear of this is exactly how it happens. And the main character is clearly aware of it. And also, they don't really care about it. Yeah, or it's just the kind of like, well, no, I'm here now. Snap the finger. They're gone. <laughs> she also does think very specifically, like, maybe I... Like, I might not even be a human being. I have memories of being a human being, but I might just be a spider that then had the memories of a human being. I'm bringing that up yeah, specifically might... uh, because, like, we had the shot with the uh, the fisheye lens, and it that does actually feel way more like maybe that was, like, a spider's point of view. Hmm. Like... Yeah, and there was a spider briefly pictured in the opening cinematic. Hmm. We've never had a non-human gets reincarnated as still a non-human. Yeah. I mean, that would be interesting in a Jake the Brick kind of way. But uh, <laughs> that's not the kind of thing that most isekai writers like to write about. We then Isekai is very much not about the small moments of the everyday people of a fantasy world doing... Something unrelated to the main character. <laughs> or when that happens occasionally, it's uh, it tends to be pretty, Effie. It tends to be, wow, today we're going to make fucking ice cream. That's a small <laughs> moment. It's very much a small moment centering around how much cooler Japan is than the fantasy world. <laughs> Yeah, whenever I think about it, it's usually, like, on some level, uh, characters who are from that world reacting to, like, the main character's strengths or the main character's, like, you know, ripples upon the world. Like, Overlord does that, uh, you know, a fair bit later on of just, like, mm -hmm. we're we're looking at potions and how potions are different now. Yeah. So we we confirm that no matter what, like whether or not she is she was a spider, she definitely has you know memories of being a, a chuny like a human being because she's immediately like, huh, if this were a light novel, I, it's your favorite Zaku. I know you love it when the character in Isekai goes. If this were an Isekai, I know what th this would do. We need this episode to be over soon. Again, mm -hmm. listeners, take a pause, rant to yourself about. <laughs> fucking Yumi from Simpho Gear for 15 minutes and then resume to get the proper podcast listening experience. Future Zaku is too busy a man for this. Oh no, Future Zaku actually has things going on. <laughs> but people come to the podcast to hear triggered Zaku. Ah, oh, no, I'm denying people the content they want. It's fine. Come back next week if you want mad Zaku. 
What are we covering next week? What were we covering next previous week? Uh, let me scry into the future using my powers from being in the future. And in I, the past. Uh, actually, next week we are going to be doing uh, Suki ga Michibiku Isekai Dochu. Also known as, uh, what was that called again? Uh, Tsukimichi Moonlight Fantasy, or Moonlit Fantasy. Oh, yeah, no, then yeah. you won't hear Trigger Zaku next week, I think. No, I, I remember I remember past Zaku liking that one. I liked it. Yeah, it was fine. It's completely okay. I had nothing against it, I think. Mm-hmm. But don't worry, it, 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 just stick with us, and I promise Zaku will be in pain. There's uh, significantly over 50 episodes left of the podcast at this point. If you want to hear my suffering, I am sure you will have plenty of opportunities for that in the future. (laughs) Anyways, moving on in the plot. (laughs) Yes, moving on to the plot. Uh, So Kumiko's just kind of going like, oh man, if if this were a light novel, I'd bet I'd have, you know, a way to do appraisal. And then she hears the omniscience, uh, like the the classic omniscience uh, AI that goes, hello, I'm I'm an AI. You have the option of spending your points in order to gain appraisal. (laughs) You know it. You love it. She gets appraisal. Appraisal tells her that rocks are rocks and stuff is stuff. And she's like, oh no, (laughs) it's useless. Oh no, uh, my useless power to kill God. <laughs> <laughs> I want to uh, praise myself. Uh, how much oh, no. are we betting? How much are we betting this power will in fact not be useless? Hmm. <laughs> <sighs> we, we get a pretty decently shot where she's sitting down and t- doing another meta talk, talk about how she's like, oh man, these points are kind of like a video game, and the entire like room rotates around her. And I think the rotation is pretty good. Yeah, the actual model for her has obviously had a lot of effort put into it, and it looks uh, much better than a lot of the other CGs uh, show does, for now at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they really nail individual shots that are focusing entirely on her. Like, right after that, she goes into a room and, like, tries to appraise a whole bunch of animals, and, like, the written effect of all of their names, like, flies at her and gives her a big headache, like, that's pretty good. There's, there's a lot of stuff like that, that that's in the uh, manga and presumably in the light novel that they're managing to adapt in a way that is very fun. Like, uh, something I really do appreciate about the series is that it is intentionally a lot about her wandering around and complaining. And so the way in which that is paced and the way in which there are, like, you know, visual gags and stuff helps really take off the edge. Whereas there are other series we've already done where there's a lot of character sitting around and talking and like looking over their skills where it's just the most boring crap in the world. Granted, I would say this is still very boring and I don't particularly think Kumoko's character is very interesting or likable in this sense. She's just kind of obnoxious. That's again, you know me, you know how I am (laughs) with this type of characters. My personal preference of speaking here. Yeah, classic Zaku. I love characters that are like, hmm, I wonder if this has any deeper implication. I'll just ignore it. (laughs) 
Meanwhile, Kumiko sees the corpse of one of her uh, spider brethren and is like, oh no, this is real fucked up. Oh no, I pooped myself. Oh no, it's on poop, it's web. Oh, cool. I'll make myself a little base. Uh-huh. I'm really glad that I can be a neat in this world. But in all fairness, she does say that, like, there's a very clearly, like, you know, she is saying that as an intentional goof. It is very clear that it is not good to be a neat, unlike a lot of other series. Well, yeah. This is where we get confirmation that, at least in this world, the uh, the, the system that governs this reality does consider uh, eating your current species to be... Uh, to be cannibalism because she's finally hungry enough to eat her brother she eats her brother and she gets the kin eater uh f- title along with of course the taboo skill and the heretic magic skill yeah I- i'm not gonna shout out every time that happens <laughs> if you've ever eaten another person that you didn't get a skill it- no it's because you're an npc oh no <laughs> oh that would main be character crushing. privilege <laughs> so she gets more abilities she's freaking out over it she tries to do some goofs she tries to sing you know how it is yeah it's comedy we have the big ha-has uh, she... there's a lot of there. there's not really a setup or a punchline here it's just the comedy equivalent of jangling keys in front of you but if that's enough for you I guess you like it. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I, I will just fundamentally say, like, this is half the series. The other half is, you know, something we're about to get to. But this half is very much predicated on, are you cool with listening to one girl wander around, just kind of talk to herself and, you know, try to do jokes for herself? Like, there's very little mm-hmm. that is a, like, how do I put this? Obviously, they are meant for the audience. But the way in which they are written is very clearly meant to also be, she's just doing this to, in order to try and keep herself amused. And if that's the kind of comedy you're into, then I think this will work a lot better on you. The general isekai reading audience really appreciates people sticking to a bit, but not what people conventionally consider a good bit in writing, just like... Mm-hmm. Wow, they are so committed to making their character be not funny and a terrible person that doesn't learn. And the the, the thought process they have is just like that. And I'm like, I guess so. You're not wrong about that one. (laughs) I can't argue with that on on its face, but I feel like we're having different priorities here. (laughs) Uh, uh, as we've said, or I guess we will say in the future, maybe, mm-hmm. we prefer shows that are written. <laughs> and... <laughs> oh, that is such a statement. <laughs> that was a breakthrough we had. This is a breakthrough we're going to have mm-hmm. in the future, in the past. So, what that... <laughs> I'm not going to elaborate too much here. <laughs> but... This kind of commitment to a weird writing style is just too avant-garde for me (laughs) to really appreciate. And also, just never translates into the anime. Mm. Because it's so predicated on the very specific writing style and the intricacies of the, you know, the way the dialogue is phrased in the heads of the characters. Mm -hmm. And... 
ends up looking very samey as an anime. So I guess in a way I can at least appreciate what it's going for more in the original novels, but I still think they are mostly terrible to read because of it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it is, to use a, a more positive example in, in a sense, like, I'm not a big fan of the art in the Kimetsu no Yaiba manga. Like, that's why I never really stuck with it. But the way in which a lot of the fights are directed, like, in the manga, clearly, like, the, the mangaka clearly has a really, really good, uh, like, mental awareness of space. And so the anime gets to do a lot of really, really interesting things because, like, so many of the fights are written around a deep understanding of space and a deep understanding of, like, this would feel very kinetic and this is very, like, all over the place, but in a way you can still understand and grasp. And, like, you can't, right, you right. can't like, really add in something that visual to a script that is inherently like working with the concept of no one can see this like in a light novel you can show specific scenes or specific character designs usually it is more just like designs and then eventually you get to like we're going to show impactful scenes but fundamentally like especially if you're doing it as a web novel if it's something where like you don't think you're going to even get a light novel you're going to be focusing way more on just the words and on like interesting dialogue and like you know characters just standing around a lot and after that point, it comes down a lot to like, if, you know, if this gets adapted, how does the director handle it? You know, Monogatari being an example of a series where that is still fundamentally like characters standing around a lot of the time. But the, the anime adaptation really, really leans into it and really sells it. Slash, you know. Yeah, also, I really appreciate yeah. the, I think the dialogue cut-ins are actually a way better way to handle interior monologues than having a character say things because it much because it echoes the fact that you're only hearing this piece of dialogue in your head because you're reading it as opposed to the other stuff that's said out loud mm -hmm. which i think hammers home the difference between spoken and thought dialogue more and it gives you a lot of text on screen that is just enough to catch the glimpse of to get at least the gist of there's a lot more interior thought here to this while at the same time not wasting too much of the actual episode's time mm -hmm. on all the interior monologue. Which I think is important when your series is uh, mostly interior monologue. But the problem is you're missing a lot of what the key appeal is, I think. Yeah. I mean, I say that, people still like these shows, so I guess I just don't understand what the key appeal that's still left over is. Yeah, I would say you're uh, just like I don't know. Yeah, you're not quite wired to enjoy this style. Whereas, like, I'm I'm still not quite the target a lot of the time, but I I, I tend to enjoy isekai more than you. Like, just as a general like, how do I put it? It's not even isekai really. It is more like I I do enjoy light novel adaptations in this sense more. Stuff where it is a very clear like this. The appeal of this is all the writing, and we can't really adapt it in a way that removes that much of the writing without also making it feel very hollow. Uh, yeah, I feel for me like Isekai is like watching uh, someone let's play Dragon Quest, but all the main characters' dialogue in the game is just whatever dumb commentary the let's player is saying, which, <laughs> when it's directly connected, completely clashes, doesn't work as a cohesive piece. Right. 
So getting Moving back. Moving on with the episode. Yeah, getting back into the episode. Uh, the last thing we really got to touch on for Kumiko's side of things is, uh, like, she stops doing her bits, <laughs> goes back to one of her webs, and there's a full-ass uh, Elro f- a frog in there, which, even though it's, like, wrapped up in the web, it can still spit poison. And so she's. this is her first, like, f- real struggle. Like, it <laughs> It gets her in the eye. She goes like, oh, shit, I'm blind. Oh, wait a minute. No, I've got tons of eyes. It's fine. I really appreciate the wiki giving us the species name of this frog. Very words. Much appreciated. Super necessary. It's important. Uh, this is also where we get, you know, confirmation that in addition to just doing stuff and then getting skills, she can also gain skills by just experiencing things. You know, it's the classic. She gets splashed by acid enough times and then she gains acid resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we get an action scene. She continues to build up her resistance and eventually she hits the point where she manages to kill this frog. And this is where we get the other layer of like, oh, now she can also eat, you know, stronger animals. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we've got the David and Goliath thing of she can keep on like fighting stronger and stronger things. But of course, there are going to be stronger things in the uh, like in this cave. After that, like we, we leave her celebrating and then we cut to a castle. We cut to uh, like this big old feast. There's a bunch of students standing around and talking. And we, we kind of just like live there for a little bit, you know, there, there's some they all seem like relatively to do. Uh, there's a boy with a like animal on his shoulder. They're all just kind of chatting. And yeah, as they continue to talk, uh, the, the big one is like uh, there's a seemingly little girl who walks over. And then as they call her, you know, as they call her uh, something, you know, ending in a chan, she's like, don't address your teacher with a chan. Yeah, and you're like, oh, right, you know, thousand years old. I get it. I've watched anime before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, she greets the pets. No. Yeah. Like, we get to set this up for a little bit until we get the big reveal of, like, oh, <laughs> these are all other people who have been isekai'd as well. Yeah, this is my favorite part of the episode because, again, I love being confused. I love when media <laughs> doesn't explain things to me directly. So, uh, the way I make, the way, if for a new listener, my intonation may make it sound like I'm being sarcastic, which I assure you I am not. No, he genuinely really likes to be confused. Yes. So I really enjoy this part of just, like, this vague implication, because if you don't already know what's happening, it is kind of weird to just seeing these fancy people talk like that. You get the, like, oh, you're a teacher, and you're like, is this just an elf thing in this universe, you know, like... Are they nobility? What's happening? These character dynamics are like the tip-off because the designs and the dynamics with the, the characters have with each other don't make perfect sense, which uh, I think is a really cool contrast. This is definitely my favorite part, which, hmm. funnily enough, the, the, the big part about I hear people complain about with the show as a whole is that it has too many parts of the human classmates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas I look at this and go, that seems like that would be the good part. But then again, I don't get it. So, 
Yeah, like uh, the part with the classmates is something that I find really, really fascinating because it's something that no other uh, series we have looked at and not even like, you know, of the isekai I have seen myself. Like the closest thing I could think of is like Arifreta. But even that is just a fundamental like here is just an entire class of students that go to another world. and They're still themselves. Like I've seen that a couple times of like we're going to have more people come over, but they're all still themselves. But this is fundamentally like, you know, they're all they've all been reincarnated into these different positions in life. And we get a big spread like uh, of the group we saw before, like, you know, the, the tiny little lolly elf girl is, in fact, their teacher. Uh, one of, you know, the, the girl who, uh, like, you know, the, the main girl we saw all this time is, in fact, you know, in her previous life, she was a guy. Uh, the pet was, of course, one of their classmates. Like, there's just a bunch of different reincarnation dynamics that are all in this one group. And, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it gets explored way more in detail later on. But even here, like, just the initial reveal is really, really good. Like, that and also, unlike a lot of series where there's this very structured, like, we have isekai these people, and now they are our heroes, and we have them in this area, and we're going to give them a big tutorial... Uh, all of these people have been brought here just, you know, without any specific direction. And the teacher has, like, started to find some of them. And she mentions that also, like, you know, there are, uh, she's found, like, 11 of their other classmates that are still out there, but they're not in this room. And so there's this immediate dynamic of, like, okay, some of these people were, like, reincarnated into, be- you know, big privilege. And they're going to, like, try and at least get everyone together. Like, we don't have an initial goal or anything, but it's just a fundamental that all these people are in this world and we have to, at the very least, you know, try and make sure everyone is safe. <laughs> like, that is the starting line. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting that it doesn't, at least now, paint the other classmates as outright just either irrelevant fodder or villains, which a lot of series have the classic, oh... I'm reincarnated, but with all of my classmates, and I'm get the getting the weakest power of all, the power to instantly kill anyone I look at. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and this is also a really good like way for them to hint at the existence of you know Kumiko, and that's uh, they they bring up the one classmate who has become like you know a mascot creature. And they're like, yeah, we haven't fi- we haven't seen anyone else. Everyone else has become humans, but who knows? Maybe someone else out there is a monster. And since we know that she doesn't have tabs on everyone, it does, you know, keeps the question alive of like, you know, are they going to find Kumiko? Are they going to have a dynamic? Are they just going to be completely separate this entire time? And then like, you know, is there a reason for this? Or is the series just going to be them adjusting to existing in this new world? Yes, exactly. And I think that's super interesting. The mm-hmm. fact that it's already set up for them trying to find the other students, the way they'll be getting along in this world with their differing bodies and statuses, how they'll adjust to that. Now, granted, I don't know how well the series is going to deal with that, but, uh, you know, it's it's still an exciting prospect, at least. Hmm. Yeah. I also know, like, I, I read a fair bit of the uh, early part of the manga, and the manga tries to almost entirely cut out the uh, the classmates. <laughs> And I do think, huh. yeah, like, uh, I can understand that in the sense of, like, clearly th- there is a contingent of the fan base that, it, you know, really, really doesn't like that stuff. But at the same time, it does seem very, very uh, fascinating. 
And like, even if this is a very amateur work, I think just having the initial idea of we're going to have these two, you know, continuous plot lines, one of them being something that, you know, at the time was more novel, but was still, you know, kind of generic, but, you know, it's being executed in a very interesting way. And the other one being this more like this thing that is not the premise of the series that is not like in the title of the series but it is more out there it's more ambitious and you know concerns a lot of other characters like i I do find that dynamic really cool yeah it does wait no i do (laughs) sorry there thought of myself as an object for a second um i do agree with you on this i don't know maybe Maybe everyone else is right, and all the parts of the classmates are horrible. I've not really seen anyone specifically talk about this part in the first episode, so I can't reflect on that without watching more. Quite frankly, I have a lot of things that are currently on my watch list, so I probably won't get to this anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also do want to say, I really like the ED. Like, it's this, like, idle rave, and there's a bunch of just monsters in the background all waving, uh, like, glow sticks. We've got four Kumikos on stage, just super, super hyper freaking out. It's... It's so energetic. It's so chaotic. I love it. Yeah, it's a very cute ED. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've also got stuff I'm checking out right now, but I'm, I'm gonna try and make time for uh, the series. Like, I liked it enough in the manga, and it's something where, like, if this was exactly like the manga, I probably wouldn't continue, because, like, the manga did lose me after a bit. But I'm curious enough about the classmate side of things to continue on. Mm-hmm. All right. So, that is that. Anything else you want to say about the, uh, the episode overall? Nope. In that case, we're moving on to the rankings everyone's favorites now as you can tell because of course this comes from the future we did already do the rankings so i i will pause it to you zaku the person who every time we ever bring up previous rankings you immediately go oh no i don't agree with that in the slightest i'm terrified do you want to know what you ranked these last time or do you want to just do this blinds I guess I'll do it blind and you can tell me afterwards. I assume I'll, I gave this like a four, a five. For which metric? I'm going to say a five. For, for spicy, I assume? Oh, wait, for spicy? Mm-hmm. Oh, for spicy, I would give this like a three, maybe. Wait, I gave him four, four. Okay, you did give it a four last time. Based. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I gave it a three last time, but I, I, I'm going to bump that up to a four, actually. I'm going to edit time. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I assume you were jumping to Nicey beforehand, so what would you say on the Nicey yeah. scale? A five, maybe? I don't know. It's like, okay, it's got good parts, got bad parts. Uh, last time you were actually a little less uh, optimistic. You gave it a four. That's probably because I had to watch the entire episode last time, whereas I just skimmed it this time. <laughs> see i gave it a six and i think i'll stick with that I, I like it well enough but it's not like an absolute love 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 just based on you know the first episode so finally yeah we come to the isekaisi yeah. rating how isekaisi is this episode uh, 
Well, this is a pretty fucking isekai, so isekai. So I'm going to say like a 9. Hmm. Last time you gave it a 10. Hmm, yeah, that makes sense too. I feel like I can give this a... Yeah, I guess I'll just give it a 10. Yeah, 10's fine. Okay. <laughs> There's no reason to bitch out of giving... Uh, I'm the type of person that only ever gives things like... I'm the type of person on a five-star rating scale. I only ever rated things like two to four. Hmm. Ah, so I I will also give this a ten. Because yeah, like this is as isekai as you can get, and I mean also like the anything that was you know kind of not isekai with Kumiko's half, I think is completely covered by her classmates. Like it is the broadest spectrum of like here is all the like going to another world things you might want. Exactly. This is the pinnacle of going to another world. Okay, so <sighs> that is it. I. The the energy of this episode was a bit low, but we, we were redoing this one. Big apologies if you're a big spider stand and you wanted the big hate or the big love. Big amogus if you are the big apologies and wanted the big spiders. <laughs> uh, next week, as we said earlier on, we are doing a Tsukimichi Moonlit Fantasy. This will, of course, be past Zaku and past Thermites. We have already like had those ed- uh, episodes edited, so those are safe. Don't worry about that. Not going to lose anything. And if I remember correctly, it's not just past Zaku and past Fermite, but a special guest, right? Yes, we have a special guest for that episode. So uh, look forward to that. Indeed. Someone that's more of a fan of Isekai than either of us is. Yeah, at the very least, it's a very different energy. So I, I hope you uh, f- enjoy those episodes. And, and with that, mm-hmm. we'll see you in another world. Aw, oh, yeah. <laughs>